0: Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options in spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you.
1: Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli.
0: And now, here your co-host, Andy Peterson. All
1: right, welcome everybody to Power Trader Radio. This is Andy Peterson. I am your host along with Mark Eli. Today is Wednesday, January 31st, 2018. And the markets have closed for the day. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Last night, the Prez, he spoke did his first State of the Nation address, State of the Union. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I thought he did a phenomenal job, Mark. I, I actually only watched the, the beginning where everybody was applauding. Well, I guess half of the people were applauding. Um, uh, but
2: um, I, did you get a chance to watch it, Mark? Oh, no. I, I wish I would have, but uh, I certainly did watch the um, the feedback afterwards, and he did a good job and people are looking forward to um, what he said.
1: Yeah, I think he did a fine job. I, um, I watched it at the beginning with my kids this morning. The main topic of concern was why why were people applauding? Do they applaud for the majority? You know, When do they stop? When do they start? I, I had to explain to them that it's an art form. I mean, people need to know. Actually, in North Korea, it is rumored that somebody, one of the members of the um, I guess, I don't know what they call it. Um, the ruling bo- governing body was actually executed because he did not um, clap long enough for Kim Il-Jung and he was executed as a result. So we don't have those sorts of problems here in America. We have our own problems that we have to deal with. Um, but yeah, the big question was when are you supposed to applaud and, and for how long and do you stand up and why are some people looking grumpy and other people looking happy? So we kind of, we kind of cleared that up for uh, the kids and the, um, but we haven't really gotten to the heart of the conversation, but yeah, like I said, the market seemed to react positively. Um, like they have been doing for the majority of the, this administration, um, tech stocks are even doing, you know, they're doing well. Um, as far as, um, you know, the, the news is concerned, um, with regards to what we're going to be talking about today. Um, you know, we do the NEAR report. We, uh, NEAR stands for news, events, analysis, and research. And, um, one of the hot topics is we are talking about government is net neutrality. And, Mark, I don't know if you're a big fan uh, about it, but actually, yeah, we have talked about this in the past. You know, personally, I think, I'll get on my soapbox, I think it's a governmental overreach. I think it's going to put more power in the hands of the government and in the hands of just a few, uh, which I'm not a right. huge fan of. Uh, what do you think about it, Mark? Is it, is it a whopper of an idea?
2: Uh, you know, it's it's – Actually, moving the market, and we're going to get to see how it's going to move the market in the future. Um, There is, there's, I think you're about ready to introduce some news that were just happened within the last week uh, that is actually going to talk about it. But you know, when the internet first came out, there was unregulated; it it, it was the wild, wild west, and it was exactly what was needed to make it happen. And we we've gotten to a, a position now that the evolution, of the internet has has changed, and but the the question is: Is this government going to need to intervene? And uh, there's an old saying that if there's money to be made, uh, rules and regulations will favor the money. So uh, the the question is: Is is that ethically right? And is that a violation of the First Amendment, of, uh freedom of speech? And it is certainly a question that's being answered. And I. I I was under the assumption that there was a congressional decision that was made, but during our talks you actually um, corrected me and let me know that that decision hasn't been reached. Is that correct?
1: Well, that's my understanding. Ajit Pai, uh, because it's such a contentious debate, he's the FCC commissioner, and uh, he's actually received death threats because he's not in favor (laughs) of net neutrality, and he's come out uh, saying so. And so now he's had to actually—he's not necessarily going into hiding, but he's had to cancel some events because of death threats on his life as a result of his decision. So I just pray that we remain civil when we when we you know discuss these these ideas and thoughts, and um, we can keep it uh, you know we can we can just you know talk about the merits of the debate rather than um, you know kind of sink into you know um, uh, such nonsense. Um, So, yeah, so it hasn't, you know, AT&T, I think we're going to be talking about them in a little bit. They are pushing, they're lobbying for Congress to pass net neutrality. I think that kind of falls in line with regards to what we were talking about, just a few handful of people really benefiting uh, from net neutrality, and, you know, we can talk about them in a little bit with regards to earnings, but before we cut the break, Mark, um, what do you want to talk about the – see, we have the economic calendar coming up, a couple of reports that merit extra attention, the ADP Employment Report
2: Ooh, and the Employment yeah.
1: Cost Index. Um, a couple of things you might want to mention there that you, you and I have uh, kind of been following. Oh,
2: the ADP is a monthly report. It's a report that is um, – it represents approximately 400,000 U.S. business clients and about 23 million employees in the private sector. So the the prior numbers were 242,000, and and the consensus thought there was going to be a drop of that to uh, 195,000. So uh, it actually came out to 234,000, meaning this is an employee market where people who want a job are able to get a job, Um, uh, companies are finding it harder and harder to uh, find employees. Now, ironically, the employee cost index, which is a quarterly report, came out today at the same day that the ADP monthly report came out. And uh, this report was for Q4, the end of 2017. And it's a measurement of how much compensation, including wages and salaries and benefits uh, your paycheck gives you. And and this, this number is is looking for a, 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 is your paycheck able to give you uh, the same amount of money? And, and we had uh, a prior indicator of 0.7% increase. It was only, a, a consensus was saying 0. 0.6. The actual number was 0. 0.6. So we we have the same dollar buying this, uh, well, excuse me, the person gets the same buck, no pay raises. Uh, it's the same flat. So... This, this is in contrast to what we're learning that is these incentives that were put out to companies, giving them tax incentives and giving them the ability to give back to the employees uh, by getting tax breaks. And, and a couple companies have taken that opportunity and done that. However, uh, we haven't seen a quarter of where that's going to uh, be revealed then in, in this quarterly cost index. So let's see what happens really? in the next q one 2018. And it will be a very interesting number. But also the Chicago PMI came out. And uh, that that number is uh, a, a number that a lot of people, that's a market mover. And uh, that, uh, you're looking for a number of over 50%. And this this is a report that looks at the Chicago's region of manufacturing and non-manufacturing sectors to determine economic growth. And if you have a number greater than 50, that's very positive. Well, did we get a number? And our, uh, the, the actual number was 0. .64. I mean, we're, that was, that's huge growth. So this is a good thing. This is a strong economy for people who want a job. And what that right. means to investors, uh, that's good. That's good news.
1: Yeah, it means good things to investors. Means good things to employees. You know, while it sounds like um, we're not getting the raises yet, it's just it'll be commensurate with uh, these new jobs that are coming um, as options for people who are uh, gainfully employed who want to move up the corporate ladder. Because you know, with more employment opportunities, more competition, more se- uh, salaries are coming. Um, the higher demand and um, salary should go up uh, long term so long as there's uh, this, this, this employee's market if you will with, with plenty of jobs to choose from so that's all good right. news alright yeah, so why and, don't we go uh, ahead and, uh, and cut, to, uh, cut to our break um, and then when we come back we'll be talking about some earnings and some um, uh, that are coming out
0: today and tomorrow <clears throat> oh great and powerful wizard Tell me how I can make money. How dare you approach the great and powerful wizard? Not getting what you want from other investment wizards or advisors? Have you ever heard of options trading or spread trading? Have you not tried it because you don't know how? Look no further. Trade Caddy has the tools and education that can empower anyone like a professional. Their options chain wizard makes options trading simple, easy, and more profitable. Find out more by going to TradeCaddy.com. Calling all traders. Calling all traders. This is Power Trader Radio. Now, Trade Talk continues on PowerTraderRadio.com. All right, everybody. Thank you for staying
1: with us. Now up, we're going to be talking about some earnings. Um, We've got a couple earnings reports that have come out today. I think there might be a couple that are coming out tomorrow. This is like the height of earnings season. And so a couple big players have announced their earnings. What do you think, Mark? What, what, What did you notice today? Mark, can you hear me? Mark. Mark, are you there?
2: Okay, well, while I you am. come can back... Can you hear me?
1: Oh, now I can. Yes, now I can. I was just about to steal your thunder then. Am I gonna be if you fell asleep or what?
2: I was snoozing. I was. I took a quick break. I took uh, a break because Facebook came out, and I was literally in shock as... as uh, <laughs> Between our start of the nice. show and just right yeah. now, Facebook released its earnings of, uh, and, and I mean, the estimate of uh, uh, the EPS, the, the the experts out there that were looking for uh, what Facebook was going to uh, release as an earnings event, they expected it to be a Its actual numbers came out to be two point two, two dollars and twenty cents. So yeah, that, that's, that's a that's a huge surprise. A 12.2 percent oh, yeah. surprise. So uh, we're talking Wait, a revenue of
1: 12.2 percent surprise or 7.3 percent surprise. I can't. Uh, that's growth. I'm looking at these. Uh, Okay, growth. Yeah. Gotcha. I, okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you have a revenue that was expected to be 12.5 billion dollars in Facebook, which doesn't charge anything, you know, to the, to the uh, beginning user. Yet yeah. uh, they actually show in 12.97 billion. How People are asking, yeah. how does
1: Facebook make money? It's amazing, and you know what else? It's, 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 they're waiting for the demise of Facebook. They're waiting for Facebook to fall. I mean, not, you know, not like people are hating Zuckerberg and they're saying, okay, you know, I can't wait for this. But they're just anticipating. They're saying, okay, these uh, youngsters, they're not following. They're not on Facebook. They're on Instagram. So, well, then, how in the world are we get making? You know, we're out. We're out um, they 're out um, performing the estimates, and at twelve point seven billion or i 'm sorry twelve point nine seven billion is nothing to scoff at
2: yeah. you know my kids say that Facebook is for old people now that i don 't understand that how How is Facebook for old people but well anyway. we
1: 're way too young to be old, and so how <laughs> would we know
2: <laughs> Well Facebook in the aftermarket is up one point eight percent. So, uh, tomorrow you're going to see uh, you know, a, a huge, you're going to see this market uh, jump on Facebook, and you're going to see what the actual numbers are. And, and that's what these, this segment right here stages us for. And the upcoming segment that we're going to do, where we're talking research, we're going to actually uh, tell you how you take these, these opportunities, such as earnings events, and you trade them. And Facebook is an example of, of that. And you're looking for what we call delta trades, where there's right. so much move on a stock that it, it surprised its, uh, it's uh, investors by giving it a, a really good uh, a report. And, and that tra- stock is going to either move one direction or another, and it's going to move in that direction, uh, one of those two directions a lot. So uh, a nice, nice trade today was Facebook. For those who did a delta trade on it, like a straddle or strangle, congratulations on it. Um, the next one was Microsoft. Microsoft, I, Andy and you, had, uh, you and I had talked about this. Um, it had an estimate of uh, 86 cents per share, and I mean we're talking a revenue of 28.35 billion dollars, but it came in at 96 cents. I mean yeah. that's 10 I mean that's 10 cents more and when you put that in as a number as a percent that's a, that's a nice little number so it's going to be interesting what Microsoft do you do you know any other stocks that came out in earnings
1: Yeah I know I know a couple but before we get to that you know Microsoft I keep hearing about it being overbought and I mean these numbers are telling me that you know I mean It's it's still a you know they are outperforming as well as Facebook and you know things are looking like um, you know you're probably going to do the same thing with a you know a a pat on the back with a straddle or a strangle Um, again you know we don't necessarily recommend you know investing um, during you know earnings but uh, earnings um, uh, announcements but again if you're going to do it then straddles and strangles with the high volatility potential you know your potential for money making is there. Yeah, I mean, PayPal came out um, with uh, with their earnings. Uh, AT&T, again, we talked about them with the net neutrality thing. I mean, a lot, you know, eBay, there's been a lot. I mean, take your pick.
2: Well, what was the, um, AT&T? That I mean, there's there's an earnings event that a lot of people have been waiting for. They've been wanting to see how uh, telecommunications companies and the FCC regulations and the concerns about net neutrality, like you said, are going to play out. So what was... What was ATT? Uh was I yeah, I know there are
1: what?
2: I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh the I I knew that their estimates per share were um, sixty five cents. But yeah, they, uh, uh, uh-huh. th- and they were actually yeah, going actual, to come yeah, out.
1: Actual actual was like point uh seventy eight cents, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. 18.2 percent growth. I mean that that's now, again exceeding expectations. That's a surprise there as well, isn't it?
2: Well, that, that's, that's fallen in play to that net neutrality. So if, if these telephone right. companies and have the ability to charge you more for more uh, usage, and just, uh, you know, Burger King did a uh, net neutrality video trying to explain net neutrality based around the purchase of a Whopper and Whopper Mills. For those who are interested in that, just type in Burger King net neutrality and watch their funny video about that. But Andy, what was, did you, did you watch that? And if you did, what was your takeaway on that?
1: It was a whopper of a, uh, <laughs> of a video. Um, it, it really kind of, at first I was kind of, you know, what I know more than anything else now is you may be mad about net neutrality one way or another, but if you don't get your whopper hot and ready for you, then you're really irate and don't get in the way of somebody who's hungry for his Burger King and, the whopper because this video will show you, uh, that people can come unglued when that happens. And again, I think the same thing would happen if we were to, um, if, if the United States were to see net neutrality become a reality, Ooh, I'm a poet and don't know it.
2: Oh man. Uh, you, you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, I, the, the whopper of a deal. I, well, you know, I, I'm kind of actually mesmerized by um uh, this this how it's actually trading after market um i i i know it closed at thirty seven dollars and forty five cents uh I, do you know what it is right now in aftermarket
1: you know i think it's up after market uh gosh it's uh, thirty eight i think it's thirty eight sixty three is where i'm looking wow at right now. yeah uh-huh just did a quick look here um, 3.15 percent increase so yeah that's so well after market too yeah that's doing a lot of market as market. well that's just well, after market yes exactly
2: well so uh again another trade to be scored on the the good moves you know an example of a delta trade that wouldn't have uh moved very well would have been like uh clb which uh it's it's uh Earnings per share was estimated to be 58 cents. Its actual was 58 cents. Those guys called it in uh, uh, CLP, yeah, uh, which is Core Laboratories. Uh, right. They're uh, I don't know where they're headquartered. I think out in Nevada. I'm not sure. Uh, but they they have a, a patent on reservoir descriptions here. I'm reading about them right now. Production enhancement, reservoir management services to oil and gas. Yeah. That segments are reservoir descriptions and um, yeah well,
1: I tell you I what's another a, interesting one that's coming out and that this is tomorrow um, we've got alibaba group and let me, my uh, swimming buddy came up to me and you know he's he's you know he was he was bullish on bitcoin i think he said he made some money there and he's like he's like i don't know who owns alibaba um, i don't know you know it's just Subsidiary of somebody, perhaps somebody holds it. I don't know. Yahoo, Verizon, what I don't know. But you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta buy some Alibaba stock. Wow. Well, you know, maybe we should go ahead and do a little technical analysis first before I just listen to my swimming buddy. Um, You know, tell me how to place trades. So I don't know. What do you think? Do we? You want to wait until next week before we talk about that, or uh, what do you know about it?
2: (laughs) Well, Alibaba. I didn't know until recently. Until I, I must have been in that same conversation, uh, I didn't actually realize what Alibaba did. And uh, I, it's nice to know that there are a Euro- European company, actually a Chinese uh, company, an Asian company. And, and whenever Americans have an opportunity to invest in European markets or uh, overseas markets and uh, capture some of the uh, world economy, that's that's a good thing. as as vice versa. So anytime uh, people on different sides of the planet can can participate in uh, opportunities uh, afforded to them in other countries, that's wonderful. And Alibaba is an example of a U.S. uh, benefiting from a Chinese company. But Uh um, I think it's a – I'm unclear if it's a search engine or if it's an e-commerce site or if it's eBay. I don't know what it really is. But, yeah. um, but i tell you
1: what, Mark, what we should do is, uh, we should run Ari and, and analysis Ooh. and research index on that, on uh, BABA and maybe do an OC, you know, take a look at the OCW, maybe do a little more research on it. Uh, maybe come back next week with a full report, because I think a lot of people are on the same boat as we are. Um, they don't know what to do with this. Um, um, but maybe we can help them out.
2: So sounds good. Um, if you want, I could give you the Ari RE report now, but, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: No, I mean, I think, well, since we had technical difficulties earlier and we got ourselves um, into a little uh, trouble with time in terms of, you know, the fact that we can't stop it, it just keeps on rolling, regardless of how oh. we feel about that or not. So I think we should probably cut to a break, come back with um, with a uh, trade. Maybe we'll have to skip the A in N-E-A-R and just talk a little bit about research and uh, T-Mobile.
0: Sounds good. Tired of trying to invent a time machine? No can't get your crystal ball to tell the future look no further there is a wizard that can help you make money the option chain wizard from TradeCaddy can give you the ability to trade on future expectations not only can you make money on an upward moving stock but you can make money in any direction up down and stagnant go to tradecaddy.com to find out more This is Power Trader Radio. Now, Power Trader Radio continues on TradeCaddy.com.
1: All right, fantastic. And we are back. Um, I mentioned before the break we'd be talking about T Mobile, T M um, U S. You know, we. We were talking about this earlier this week, Mark. Uh, you know, it's kind of a contrarian type trade where um you know, we were looking out to mid March uh to do something big, maybe a bull put. We were still bullish about it, but we were thinking about a swing trade of some sort. Um right. just kinda of trying to figure out, okay, you know, somewhere between uh sixty two fifty or sixty and sixty two fifty for the long and the short. Um what do you think about that? What can you give us a, a high-level overview of what kind of we were thinking about doing there and um, what the chances of success were for something like the, a bull put on T-Mobile uh, about, about, uh, right. 60, 60, about 30, 40 days out?
2: Yeah, there are basically three different types of investors that look at stock. The technical trader, which is represented by the day traders and those chart-driven individuals, are going out and looking at these technical signals to to look for opportunities and sometimes they don't eat most of the time these day traders don't even know what the stock is they just look at these uh technical signals and they trade just on that well uh what you just mentioned t-mobile fell strongly into the technical realm it's got these strong uh technical buy signals but the other two tra- types of traders the old school fundamental traders who look at the profit balance sheets and do the, the analysis on the performance of how that stock is and what's its per earnings per share and uh, its peg ratio and look down, deep down into the financials of the company, those, you know, like um, hedge funds and uh, mutual funds and annuities that, they, that invest the smart money will go into these types of trades uh, and look use a fundamental analysis as one of their core underlying decision points. The last uh, group would be the sentimental analysis, and that's where the people are making uh, guesses on the expectation of the investor in the future. And that's the most expensive and that's the hardest uh, analysis to go out there. Well, the, the sentimental analysis on this is not in the favor of T-Mobile. It's uh, It's got some uh, sad news out. It, it expects some sad events. It expects FCC regulation to, to put a a wet towel, damper on this fire that the technical signals are throwing out. So, you know, in summary, you got T-Mobile who's got a strong technical uh, signal and you got a poor fundamental analysis, you got a poor uh, sentimental analysis. So that's a contrarian uh, decision being uh, painted there. So an opportunity for uh, investors like us who see that contrarian moment, it inflated in volatility. And when there's high volatility, there's a, a rule of thumb. You play the credit trades. And uh, a bull put is a credit trade where you're actually getting paid to play this trade, and you're shorting a, a, a put, which is an obligation to buy a stock at a fixed price in a fixed period of time, and you're going to put in an insurance policy, a long put in play to protect yourself on the downside in case the bottom drops out. So, you, But because you're shorting that put, uh, you're getting paid, and you're getting that credit for that, you're getting so much more credit than you are paying in that long put, and you're making a, a decent amount of money in who, 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 whoppers. And you can go ahead and play this, this trade out as a, as a bull put. It's a, it's a directional trade. And it, it is, uh, uh, like you said, it is in March. We're looking at a March 9th expiration uh, on the uh, options, which you could probably pick up $0.70 cents right now still. But we, uh, you and I were looking. We were trying to get 80 cents because we were right. trying to make uh, an opportunity. Uh, what, what does that mean? What does that mean as a contract? Well, it's a difference between 70 and 80 cents. It's uh, an option contract represents 100 shares unless you're doing minis, and so you're you're uh, talking 10 bucks per share. And if you're doing, you know, 100. Uh, excuse me, 10 contracts, you know, that's a hundred bucks. So good opportunity there, Andy. I I think in our next show, let's come back and see how this T-Mobile would have played out. But that's, that's the closing trade for this segment.
1: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I, we, you know, we toyed around with this trade yesterday. One of the three great tools that uh, I use on Trade Academy to, uh, to kind of facilitate this trade. First we took a look at RAD analysis research index and, we noticed that, um, you know, it did. You're you right. The technical buy signals, the sentimental analysis, and the fundamental analysis said, you know, I mean, there's there's potential there. But it gives you details on each of those three categories and tells you, okay, what, do you, what, what, does, the, what does Ari think is a bullish, bearish, or stagnant? And so we went from there over to the option chain wizard, and we took a look at the volatility. We took a look at, you know, where the volume was, where the open interest was, put-call ratio. Um, we settled on, uh, March 16th, I think. And then finally, when we place the trade, uh, there's a third tool that allows us to go ahead and keep track of all these trades. And so we can add our notes, we can add our, uh, any sort of videos or supplemental information so that we can really learn from these trades and then teach these trades, uh, as well to, um, you know, to colleagues, to students, um, and, and learn as we go. And so great logging, uh, tool. Uh, to keep track of all these uh, these trades that we made and the rationale behind it. Um, so, looking forward to seeing where the uh, the, the T-Mobile uh, t is going to go. Going to keep an eye on the bull put, one of our favorites, and uh, and see what happens there.
2: Yeah, and for those who are listening, uh, come to our radio show at uh, our listen. Come to our product at www.tradecaddy.com. That's T-R-A-D-E. And caddy is spelled C-A-D-D-I-E. Now, the uh, Americans would probably spell it C-A-D-D-Y, but I think the Europeans uh, spell it uh, C-A-D-D-I-E. However, I am unqualified to even talk about caddies, as Andy is truly a true caddy, has been. That's true. I,
1: I actually caddy for a couple of years. I know all the lingo. Matter of fact, we should probably have a segment on this show that gives you at least one uh, one caddy joke uh, per episode, and then perhaps also um, some inside uh, information that you may never have known about the game of golf. Three for nothing.
0: And uh, here we go. This is Trade Talk. You're listening to Trade Talk on powertraderradio.com.
2: of